going on, beautiful black people? We are here for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. I am your brother, Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And welcome to another edition of this show where we talk about all of the things with your favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negroes. We talk about the perils, the praises, yep. the productivity, mm-hmm. and the pump circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure this thing called life out. Brian, how yes. are you, brother? Man, it's a great day to be black, man. It's always, always a great day to be black. Oh, uh, yes. In the land of the living. So many people didn't make it. So many didn't make it. And we yet be here every week. Every week. I don't want us to take that lightly. Mm -mm. (laughs) Had not been for the Lord who was on our side. Where would we be? We'd be be playing hide and seek with the angels because. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we would be somewhere tap dancing on that street of gold. Listen. Over the back hey, of heaven. Listen. <laughs> Laughing like little schoolgirls. <laughs> hey, Chris, this Chris would know this one. We'd be up there just saying, Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Were you there for that? <laughs> I don't I feel like I remember stories around there. I don't know that and, I was there. I heard the angels say, Hooray! I remember Hooray. the uh, I remember the black panties. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> and the women had on black, black pants. pants. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and I took them off, put on white pants. <laughs> that was a crazy church. There was so many. I'm just going to buffoons that came through that, that, came through that Listen, building. I might need to be an episode of Crazy Church. Oh, we need to talk about it. The things. We've had some we've crazy church. church moments. And really the funniest things happened in church i really I, i'm gonna I'm go back to just church in general like mm-hmm. i think if it had not been for you know the low being on our side but uh, growing up in church and the level of comedic genius that happens in church oh yes um the relationship building that happens in church um the um for those of us who are highly active in all the different facets of church um you know organizational development and speaking and all that kind of stuff man church has is, is, is really been a place that kind of has allowed us to hone our skills and uh, if i would have been for church i wouldn't know you i wouldn't know chris i wouldn't know lauren right right um so parachurch i wouldn't know my wife we met in a choir yeah so church 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 man it is a breeding ground. it's like like you said professional development social development spiritual i mean it's there for spiritual development right but if you if you get engaged there's so many different levels um we and we love the church we do. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Shama. That's scripture. That's scripture. That is scripture. That's, that's Bible. Now, I'm going to ask you this theological yeah. question. Was he talking okay. to, who was he talking to? Because he said, Peter upon this rock. Mm-hmm. Now, rock translated in the, one of them languages is, it means mm-hmm. Peter. So was he talking to Peter? Or was he talking about the rock that they were standing around? As far as the. Yeah, upon Peter. this rock. Was he representing Peter? Or was he representing Barack? I think it's so nimble. I think it's multiple levels. uh, Without even just doing my actual research offhand and being updated. I think it's multiple uh, layers to that. It's Peter being um, one. He's speaking to Peter Mm -hmm. in his purpose for Peter. You got to consider Peter, one, had low self-esteem. He was a different person after uh, the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to consider Peter uh, did all that stuff to me. I'm going to fall for you. I'm going to do all this. So I would die for you. And yeah. he's like, nigga, you lying. Nigga, you lying. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he said, after you've been converted, then strengthen your brothers. Right. So uh, within that, after Peter gets, after Jesus comes back and all that kind of stuff, and then Peter comes back, he's a different person after Jesus dies. So I think he's talking to the purpose of Peter, but also the purpose of the church 
the rock who Peter is, the rock of the church, building the church, the foundation of the church in mm-hmm. essence, but also the church itself that, you know, the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. Um, and it, will the will hell be able to, uh, to get inside church and uh, undermine and, and meddle with things? Of course. But the overall um, power of the church, the, the, the gates of hell can't prevail. I mean, in terms of winning, uh, overall can't, can't win. Answers the question. Well, come on, preacher. I just, you know, I just asked. <laughs> I just asked. That's my thought process. I just asked. Okay. Listen. We'll that sounds like a, a throwback to the uh, Sunday school episodes you used to do back in the day. Ooh. Maybe we need to. We need to have. We need to have Sunday school. Thursday school. <laughs> up in here. Um. So, Brian, you remember? You know, shifting from sacred to very secular. <laughs> um, the shot. Oh, Jesus. It's been renewed, bro. How? Why? (laughs) Lena Waithe knows where the dead bodies are. She has text messages, nude photos, uh, incriminating evidence on several people at Showtime because. Somebody called called her a bull dagger. Somebody said she was a carpet muncher. And she (laughs) (laughs) did not take it lightly. And she said, all right, disrespect me. I'm going to keep it like. I don't understand. Again, it's not a flat out terrible show, but it's been five seasons. Let and it go. Let it and it needs to go. We don't need it. And mind you, I'm not caught up, right? So it may I'm have been episodes up. that I'm that have been good, but I don't feel like the this season is the, bad, is the show saving. But no, it's it, boy, bro. <laughs> when I saw. Because I wanted to, the only reason why I found out is I wanted to know how old that Jenna girl was in real life. Um, because she popped up in a group photo uh, on my like uh, Explore page with some of the uh-huh. other actors and actresses. And I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. So I went to her page and she's like, I think early 20s or something. But anyway, really? on her page. Jenna's yeah, in her 20s? Like late, like late teens, early 20s. Like she's like 19, wow, 20. I thought she was like a, a teenager for real. No, she's like, some, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say she's somewhere between like 18 and 20. Wow, okay. Um, but anyway, um, on her page though, she showed that it had been, you know, the the, the link I sent you that it had been mm-hmm. renewed. And I'm just like, why? Um yeah. unfortunately, I'm doing all this talking and I'm gonna watch season six. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna stick beside them. Like that, that's loyalty, but it's still the fact of like it, it could have gone. It could have it, it could have it could have flew on up out of here like some of our legends. Listen. Um, but I'm gonna watch it. You know, that's just who I am. I'm mm-hmm. What are your thoughts post 100th episode? It's been a, it's been a great time. Uh, okay, great responses mm-hmm. to the to the episode. Yeah, uh, same. Um, so I'm excited about that. It was a solid episode, solid mm-hmm. showing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We had some crazy news of potential. Uh, what we spoke, we be prophesying on this show, Josh. Yes, and if it comes to pass, we'll let y'all know what we were what we we're talking about. But yeah, man. So if if God be, I'm not saying God, because God, because God, 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 God is God. God is God. God is God. But if we if we be, almost, we be a man of God. <laughs> but like I don't know, the prophets would be like, if I be a man of God, this anybody ain't gonna happen. Um, but now nah, if uh, if all things come to play. Uh, uh, that would be be dope. It'll be so, really dope. It'll be yeah. it'll be it'll be podcast changing. I Listen. believe. I believe. And, and, I and, believe God. And, and we're gonna act different, just so y'all know. Oh yeah, I tell people all the time. 
when I get more money, understand that I am going to act differently. Without like, a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, are my values, my ethics, and morals going to change? No, not at all. But mm. I, I already don't like half of y'all niggas now. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to mess with none of y'all <laughs> when I get this money. <laughs> okay? Understand that I'm going to be consistently unavailable. I'm going to be as, as unavailable as one of our friends claims to be. That's oh, how. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm gonna stop putting LOL at the end of uh, sentences. Uh, I'm a, uh, everybody's gonna be on read. Oh, you, uh, well, you know I've, I have my read receipts. So. <laughs> I'm everybody's gonna be read receipts, so I can show y'all I'm not re- really not reading these messages. I'm no longer gonna say, "Oh man, I, mean, I just I just forgot." I'm, I'm updating my I'm, Instagram profile to one picture, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's probably gonna be my baby picture. That's it. Listen, <laughs> me, 1989, Josh, straight out the cooch. That's all y'all need to know. That I exist. Jesus Christ. Listen, I, my bio will say this is my only account. Mm-hmm. Like, everything else is spam. This, this is my only account. Please report all other spam pages. <laughs> I will not ask you for your cash app. All that. All of that. I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, I'm uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to be very, 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 very different. No shame. Okay. No shame at all. <clears throat> all right. You ready for this week's Song of the Week? I am. Because, right. oh, let, your week. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let's, let's go yeah. back to last week's Song of the Week. <laughs> So I ended up. Remember how you said that Charles, uh, Charles and Chancey would appreciate it. Yeah, I ended up ch- t- texting Chancey, sending him mm-hmm. a. Uh, he listens to the podcast. Shout out to our brothers. But he listens. Yes. But before he listened officially, I sent him a screen recording. I was like, I was looking for some support. Mm-hmm. And the man of God was like, Well, you know, it's a bop. But I was like, This is not. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I came here for. He was like, I was like. I was like, Chance, I love you, brother, but no. He was like, I love you too, but I just want you to open your heart to this song. I was like, you better call Yolanda Adams because I'm not opening my heart to anything. <laughs> what? Well, listen, the last time we had them on the show, I was I asked a question. I said, what's a song that you like that you shouldn't like? And they both was like, I'm still, Charles and Chance were both like, I'm still here. I said, God, help us. Still here. Uh, and and that here. foolishness had to be posted on our page. Speaking of postings, um, happy birthday to our social media um, person, Jasmine Spencer. Today's her birthday. Oh, it is. Um, Look at God. We'll be amazing with you, but we're even better without you. But we'll be, we're even better with you. So thank you for all you do. Uh, (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday! Yes. Happy birthday! Do, hey, well, do you know the verse to that? Da, 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 da. It, doesn't, it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to find the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and man, 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 uh, Stevie Wonder. Let's let's do let's do a karaoke. Okay, you play. I got another version I want to play. After you play that, <laughs> okay. Let me do. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me find this here. Bear with us, uh, Saints families and friends. Saints family and friends. Yeah. Oh, why you? You know, Nate. Did you see the list of the fifty um, worst rappers of all time? I didn't. Silk the Shocker was number one. <laughs> number one. 
That nigga cannot catch a beat. Bro, he be so upbeat. They had Gucci Mane on Gucci Mane and Future on the list. I was a little offended by that. Really? And Cardi B. Really? Yeah. Okay, so what was the criteria for them? I have no I have no idea. We might need to go on from the birthday. But so so (laughs) that's worth the conversation. At least some type of Yeah. Let me see, can I find it real quick? Because I know because I'm 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 in agreement with Silk. I don't know if he's number one worse. Like you know, I'm in agreement James being out there in the world. Um, Trinidad, Trinidad. (laughs) Um, let's see. How do you feel about Kodak Black? Kodak, how do I feel about Kodak Black? You know, kids love him, but he doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I I I like him on the Sean Combs feature, the King Combs feature. Um, I also like oh here it is. I also like him on other features. So number one, I'm gonna go through them really fast and then we can have a quick okay. conversation that I know we will get stuck in the mud. <clears throat> all right. So 50 worst rappers of all time. Oh, okay. Round out. Happy birthday, Jasmine. We love you. Happy we birthday. appreciate you. Love all you. right. Yes. <laughs> okay. 50 worst rappers of all time. Silk Tashaka, Lil Yachty, Master P. This is in order. OJ the Juice mm-hmm. Man, Lil Flip, Lil Pump, Smoke Perp, 6ix9ine, Gutta Gutta, um, Puff Daddy, Waka Flocka Flame, Coyle Ray, Birdman, Vanilla Ice, Kid Boo, Yeet, Benzino, Plies, Blueface, Cardi B, Lil B, Ghana, Chief Keef, Soulja Boy, Manny Fresh, Nick Cannon. Now, that should have been so much higher. Chingy, St. <laughs> Lunatics, Bow Wow, C-Murder, um, G Herbo, Riff Raff, French Montana, Ying Yang Twins, Mike Jones, Lil Uzi Vert, Flo Rida, Slash Pitbull Tie for 37, Young Thug, um, Pity Pablo, Gucci Mane, Designer, Tony Yayo, Tom McDonald, Future, Iggy Azalea, Nelly, RZA, um, Playboy Cardi, Easy E, wow. and NBA Youngboy. Wow. I'm a, I'm, a lot of these people that they did read don't write their own rhymes. So I can mm-hmm. kind of see if you're not even understanding criteria, that's probably where some of the criteria comes from. Okay. Um, some are just really bad rappers. Some are producer or label owners who have rapped. So that yeah. not necessarily rappers. Yeah. Master like P. Diddy. Ain't no even, rapper. Diddy. Even though Master P, he had a great rap career. Like in terms of he sold a lot of records oh, and yeah. stuff like that. But he is not a rapper, right? And his um, best stuff was in the group No Limit Soldiers, not alone. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> he had some. And, and, and he's like a hood a hood guy. Hood and classic, make him say, like, uh, is an anthem. Yeah, like he's had some in, you know. So within that, I can see that. Um, yeah, they really don't like ma- uh, cash money. Not cash money. They really don't like no, ca- uh, cash no money. They, yeah, because they they had yeah, all the people. They, in the, they pretty much all the New Orleans folk. They don't they don't vibe. Yeah, with. they don't like because all the niggas on that list. Yeah, uh, or St. Louis. They put the whole St. Louis ticks on there. <laughs> and them. And them. <laughs> the group and y'all own them. Okay, <laughs> yeah. listen. But, but it sounded like a. And it, and it, I get easy. I guess for easy, he doesn't write his own raps. And he didn't. Ice that is Cube. interesting. Mm-hmm. Didn't like write not one one lyric. Wow. Ice Cube wrote most of that stuff. But Ice I mean, Cube. but but like Cardi, he was an excellent performer. Like in terms of yeah. like articulating the verses. Yeah, and to me that that that, that holds a lot of weight to me because yeah. if you could give me some bomb lyrics, and I probably would not deliver in the way Cardi and some of the other people who don't rap write. Do I just wouldn't? I, it's just not my my gift, right? Because you know? Cardi delivers. She part. delivers. She delivers. Now, Gucci Mane and the Future could come up off this list. Are they in the top fifty best of all time? Maybe, maybe not. Well, maybe fifty, maybe somewhere. But I enjoy Gucci's hood trap 
Very Atlanta lyricism. <laughs> Personally. I enjoy Future's. He's the he was the mumble rap king. He kind of started that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is on this list that can come on up over here? Nelly. Like, we gotta give Nelly his flowers. We do. Nelly's a, and Bow Wow. Bow Wow, all the shenanigans aside, solid rapper. Mm-hmm. So um anyway but that's that on that let's go into the song of the week you're at brian now you, you as you can hear i don't have that much voice okay but i'm gonna sing it anyway because i actually like my rasp okay so i might tell i'm gonna take this down a few keys <laughs> okay so i can maintain <laughs> it <clears throat> but i'm gonna do this I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a song that people actually enjoy Okay. And I want to wrap you in my warm embrace. Yes. I'll make it last forever. Girl, I'll catch a glimpse of heaven if you let me wrap you in my warm embrace. Yes, my in my hands and places. My warm embrace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that came great church mother. <laughs> uh, didn't it? So good. Very somatic selection. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. It's such a good song. If you let me wrap you in. For the people who may not know, I'm gonna let y'all hear the real version because I... <laughs> 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 I had to church. That's all my voice can handle right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's uh, see. Yes, Lord Jesus. Okay, here we go. Hold on, give me a second, Saints and Friends. Saints, family, and friends. Let the Lord use you. Girl, I'll catch a glimpse of heaven if you let me wrap you in. My one. Yes, run for the Lord. Oh, yeah, my warm embrace. Yeah. Sing, Chris. Sing, King. Uh, uh, Usher said that he deserved the title. He said he came out and said it in the interview. Mm, okay. So, anyway. Usher ain't making music right now. Usher ain't making music. He, do, he featured At on City Girls' point, album. Usher was the king of R&B, but mm-hmm. he ain't been making out no movie. He ain't been making music. Yeah. So you but can't say you do king. You cons- would you consider him the king in the same way like you would consider Michael Jackson like a king of pop or Aretha the queen of soul no matter who comes out? Right, they're the reigning, like forever king. Yeah, I don't know because I, I mean, feel like who's taking Aretha's spot? She definitely no making that. She she gone. You know whatever, <laughs> but I think at that point, like like the, the some people are the kings because they were the original, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like there was really no such thing as king of pop prior to Michael Jackson. And then the records that Michael Jackson was putting out and breaking, like True. you're never going to do that. Um, the Queen of Soul. I don't know if they ever had a Queen of Soul before, right? Yeah. And so Aretha Franklin got that, and and she is the prototype for, for anything that came out. Oh, that's such a great song, by the way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you almost you almost sit me up. I love that song. The Ooh. prototype. Yeah. I think that you're the one. Woo! You are the Ooh. prototype. Ooh. I think I'm in love again. Wait. Show your things. I know you lie. <laughs> yeah. I sound like Ron Isley. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I would think that. Uh, I think our, 
Um, oof. I, the thing I think there would be no Usher. Well, there would be no Chris Brown without Usher for sure. That's like, that, that, Chris that's, Brown that's, that's has fair. the Usher formula, and I think when they created Chris Brown, it was like, oh, be like Usher. Because mm-hmm. at the time when Chris Brown came out, Usher was the greatest right. thing. It reminds ever. me of the conversation you said um, when you said the Drew Hill Jodeci thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and, people and, go and hard I, for Drew Hill, but without Jodeci, there would be no, there would be no, no. Drew Hill sound. No, 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 and and there and there at no chance would be there a Chris Brown. Um, but I don't Usher, Usher right but then there be there will be no Michael Jackson without Usher, right? It'll be no Usher without Michael Jackson. So it's kind of like if anything, the formula is Michael Jackson. Um, or is the and, formula James Brown? Ooh, yeah, if we could go back, because <laughs> you know, if you go, James Brown is the formula for Michael Jackson. But if James, um, he's but if king. James were like funk, James was, was really funk. And well, no, no, soul, soul, like funk. He was soul. soul first, then he went to like funk. Um, but I think you know George Clinton might be like one of the king of funk. Right? Oh yeah, if we, if we talking about like funk, funk, we got to give it to George Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, other than, but then again, the king we go. Who's the king above uh, James Brown? You know, the architect, the originator, the innovator. But that's the rock and roll. Right, but he also that's what he's the king because he said that he, you know, the the Beatles and. Uh, <laughs> and, and <laughs> but y'all know this, y'all know this is a little Richard Stan account. Y'all know what this is. They were on the road with me. That's why I'm the king. Chuck Berry, uh, your Blackberry will be mashed. <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix was my my guitarist. My, uh, you know, uh, the Beatles was on the road with me. I took him out on the road with me. That's what the king. <laughs> How you gonna put uh, a Chuck Berry ahead of me? I'm the headliner. When I get on the, he might come after me. When I get on the stage, it'll be done. <laughs> Ain't no show after me. My favorite part of them, he said, Chuck Berry, your black man will be mad. <laughs> black. I thought you were friends. We all friends. We are friends. <laughs> just, let me just say, this is business. This Listen, is business. Headliner, no show. I'm too, I've been, I've been doing this forever. <laughs> I'm big now. <laughs> my shine is bright. My star is bright now. You risk that man's soul. <laughs> the greatest, the greatest interview, interview in the history, in the history of, interviews. of interviews. Uh and and uh, right under that is James Brown on CNN. Right under that, it's a man's world. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm two niggas from Georgia. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just hollering. What? Right, and they both are making right. <laughs> if not, somewhere uh, twins, some adjoining cities. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, child. Anyway, you ready Two to go on from the same town? You ready to go on to the blessing report? <laughs> Talk about let's let's do it. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, we're here at the Blessing Report where we shout out black folks doing great black things. And we do believe in supporting black business. But most importantly, we also believe in supporting black women. Uh, so today's Blessing Report is Ruby Bua. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly with Kua Designs. Uh, Kua is a jewelry and handbag brand that offers beaded jewelry, 18 karat gold jewelry, and other coveted products for women. Most popular among them is a unique clutch bag that are born out of the joy of being able to repurpose, create something beautiful out of everyday African print fabrics that for years were principally used to make traditional clothing worn by Ghanaian uh, mothers and grandmothers. Cool was named after our 
founders, right? Mothers, I'm just reading what they look at. Named after the founder's mother and is an ode to the authentic woman who is clothed in style, confidence, and pride in their culture. Proverbs woman. Don't it? (laughs) (laughs) Proverbs 31 woman. (laughs) In 2009, Ruby took a bold step by moving. Go ahead. Go ahead. That blessed me. Go ahead. Didn't it? Uh, 2009, Ruby took a bold step by moving from spreadsheets and financial statements to metals and fabrics. In short, Ruby went from finance to fashion. What a she journey. built on her jewelry line by adding an equally exciting handbag line a few years to running her chic boutique in Ghana. She expanded further by adding a children's line in 2005. Uh, if you want to check it out, go to kuadesign.com to shop and learn more. I actually had the privilege on this weekend in Atlanta. They did a uh, shout out to Nordstrom. They were doing a pop up black shop uh, in Nordstrom celebrating black businesses. Uh, and um, uh, shout out to a friend of the podcast, friend of real life, Jackie, who has green top gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, she cousin. was there wanting to go support. Yeah, our cu- yeah your cousin. Yes. Uh, last name Rod. We would- That's my cousin. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we went to go support her because uh, she was one of the uh, vendors for the pop-up shop in uh, Nordstrom. And uh, Christmas is on the way, ladies and gentlemen. So please go out there and get green top gifts. They actually have all kind of accessories for holidays, parties, all that kind of stuff. So please get it. But also Christmas is on the way. So please be on the lookout for that. Get all your stuff now. But we were there and we were supporting and we saw uh, these all these really cute handbags um, that just spoke blackness and beautiful stuff, right? So we actually saw them, we touched them, we felt them, and in real life, pause, right? Uh, <clears throat> but um, it was great stuff, great fabric, uh, and I would say go out and support it. If you like black people doing great black things and black women doing great black things, uh, so please go out there and support cooldesigns.com to shop, learn more, and buy. Like These handbags are amazing. Clutches are amazing. I'm going to buy Lauren some because uh, they just, they're just really nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Let's up to Cool Designs and Ruby. And I don't think we have <laughs> I love Ruby. That Ruby. <laughs> Ruby. Ruby is a black name. Ruby. Ruby is a distinguished black woman's mm-hmm. name. Like she's like the belle of the ball. Okay? That's old. Ruby that's D. old money. <laughs> right. Ruby Bridges. Ruby. 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 It just it just this sounds it rich. sounds regal. What's your name? Yeah. Ruby. Ruby. It's just I love that. Mm. Let's bring let's bring back old black names. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I have, my daughter's Brooklyn, but I'm not having no more kids. But for those of you that are having kids, bring back old black names. So like I'm, so we talking about getting a little doll. Okay. And I want to name her either something real urban mm-hmm. <laughs> or real old. Like Hattie. Lou. Mm-hmm. Hattie Lou. <laughs> or, Two names. Uh-huh. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Millie Jean. Something mm, that's like a that. good one. Ain't, ain't that good? <laughs> yeah. My grandma, Dorothy May. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Mary Lee. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. My, my, my maternal grandma was Geraldine. <laughs> mm. Uh-huh. Imogene. Mm-hmm. You can do that. That that uh, that middle name has got to be it a gotta good, strong. It got to be something. Well, all we got to throw Ann in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. My grandma's name was Martha Ann. My <laughs> other grandma's name was Martha Ann. I had, my, both my grandmas have two names. My grandmother had two names, but she got a strong first one. It's Dilly. Dilly. That's a good strong one. <laughs> D-I-L-L-I-E. Yeah. And she took that maiden name and made it a middle. So it's Dilly Harris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, they was doing I, I told you her, her mama's name was uh, uh Ella Sting. <laughs> Ella Ella Sting is Ella a good strong one. 
Now, daddy name was early. I think uh, Lawrence grandmother was, was Oteen, Otilia? Otilia. I'm sorry. My Greek mother's name was Celeste. Celeste. Celeste still strong and black. <laughs> Man. Oh, anyway. But shouts out to Ruby and Cool Designs. Uh, and shout out to Nordstrom's. Even yeah, though, you know, the, the pop-up was short. Shout out to y'all for the effort anyway. Right. It was two days. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, you know, it should just be there all the time. It know, should be there all the time. And it was two days, like 9 to 12 or something like that, right? Yeah, it was like the, uh, <laughs> it, it was like, like a, half a day. couple hours. Like a half shift. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but shout out to all the black businesses that thrive. They got noticed and more business and mm-hmm. exposure um, because of that situation. Ready to head on bunny hop to the bless up? I mean, to the billboard? Yeah, because there's nobody on the rest up. So, you know. God stayed the hand of death. He sure did. He stayed, unless somebody dying as we speak, he stayed the hand of death. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> As we're doing this, somebody flew up out of here. Somebody's dying somewhere. Somebody somewhere has died as we're speaking. Listen. And we're praying for that family even we now. Are. Why even do we do this, church? Even now, even, now, even today, even now. On, on today, tonight. even night. <laughs> on tonight. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> anyway. We got to do a church episode. We got to. Speaking of things that should be dead, but it's not the VMAs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it gosh. happened It happened this past weekend, and the people got their awards and stuff like that. We told y'all last week that um, Onika Tanya Mirage, uh, famously known as Nika, um, Nikki Minaj won the Video mm-hmm. Vanguard Award, and then her acceptance speech she did. Then she did a homage to Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. I feel like somebody tried to call out her not giving um you know flowers to her husband yet during the speech. So she did the hold on, hold on, hold on. You better lay low. She did that <laughs> mm. in her speech. Um, anyway, she won the Video Vanguard Award, but she also won um the best hip hop video with Lil Baby for Do We Have a Problem? Um, and we're gonna go through all the black winners, okay? Um, Lil Nas X <laughs> and Jack <laughs> and Jack Harlow won best collab for Industry Baby. Um, The Weeknd won best R and B for Out of Time. Doja Cat won um. Best choreography for woman. And then I'm not hating on Lizzo's win. I just don't know what this category is. Okay. So she won for about damn time, but the category was video for good. Is it like a, a video that's supposed to have like a strong I message to change? Don't the world? know. I like, I like Lizzo, but I will be very honest and say that I'm not tapped into her music that way. Uh, I, I knew some of her songs, right? But this particular song or. I'm not familiar with, and I definitely haven't seen the video, so I don't know. And then when I looked at the the um, the other nominees, I couldn't tell from them either, because I think, mm-hmm. oh, let me take it. Yeah, yeah, it did because Mulatto, um, not Mulatto, Lotto's Pussy <laughs> was nominated mm-hmm. in the same category. <laughs> so <laughs> I have no idea what not Video for Good is. Um, Listen, MTV is. I don't even know what comes on MTV anymore. Uh, I don't think I watch anything on MTV. I think ridiculous on MTV too. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't, I don't watch MTV, watch like MTV at all. At all. No. I used to. So I, back I in my used 20s. to watch them. When I, mm-hmm. Yeah, when I came home from school, and, yeah, you and know, TRL, and TRL was a thing, and they was, and them at VH1 had some of the first reality shows, Real World and Flavor Love, and all that yeah. stuff. So shout out to Chris Moore. He still is keeping the road rules, real world challenge. The the challenges is still in. You know, but didn't the real world come back? Didn't they come back? I think they came back yeah. at one point. Yeah, because I feel like Tammy, who was like on the first or second season, they did an episode with all of them coming back. Um, hmm. But anyway, that was the VMAs. Neither Brian and I watched it, but shout out to all the black folk who won. Um, speaking of Lizzo, Ari Spears mm. was says, somehow, some way, the former Comic View comedian 
Uh, was he on Mad TV? He was on Mad TV as well. Mad TV, yeah. I'm not sure you made some appearance on it. All the black comedians slid through coming to you at some point. The former Mad TV star, and I'm using that word lightly, appeared on someone's podcast, was interviewed by happenstance by somebody. Who wants mm-hmm. to talk to Aerie Spears in the year of our Lord 2022? I don't know, but somebody thought it was a great idea. <laughs> and they had him on the show, Brian, and they asked okay. him a very specific, they asked him a very pointed that asked him a very directed question. Now, I didn't watch the interview, so I don't mm-hmm. know how Lizzo even came up in terms of her music. But the the question, from what I could tell from the clip, had no ill intent around. Maybe they were already talking about music. Maybe they were already talking about women in rap or women in the industry. But he's the, the interviewer specifically asked Brian, and I mean specifically asked, Aerie mm-hmm. Spears, what did he think of Lizzo's music? This man took it as an opportunity to Mm -hmm. not only not answer the question about music, but then to go on and to say that she was too fat, that she was out of shape, that other black women needed to hold her accountable, that she needed to put down, tell your sis to put down the eclairs. And y'all up here talking about, hey, yes, sis, thrive, sis, uh, slay queen, you know, mimicking some of the things women say to each other in terms of body positivity and hyping each other up. Um, Mm -hmm. But here are the major issues with that. One, it was completely unprovoked. Okay. So there's, I don't even know why you would use it as a moment to disrespect and um, yeah, basically just disrespect and demean Mm -hmm. Lizzo. Um, Two, he, out of his own mouth, he said, I believe I have, I believe I'm handsome. And he also said, as a person who uh, is a little bit out of shape or could stand to lose some weight, one of those phrases, he used that as justification. He also began to talk about how Lizzo was out of shape, but he was sitting there sweating and out of breath, just answering questions. And Lizzo raps, sings, twerks, and plays a flute at the same time (laughs) and does does splits (laughs) without losing her breath. So, um, it's, it's several issues. I feel like Aries Spears is a man who may be attracted to women, but does not actually like women, like like them as Ooh, humans. Oh, I saw that. I saw something on social. I really do. That. I saw that too. But I feel like he's one of those people. I think he sees women as objects. He has to, mm-hmm. in order to respond in the way. Two, I think he was definitely projecting. Um. Some of his own insecurities, some of his own issues. He took that as a moment. Three, I believe that he has some internal, deep-rooted, unresolved, and un- unnecessary, mm. unfounded issues with Lizzo. And when her name came up, it was an opportunity to say these things. And then right. lastly, he literally looks like he has been diagnosed with several versions of hypertension and had the audacity <laughs> to, to talk about this woman's health and her weight. Um, and I'm not one to like go hard on other black men or be a simp and, you know, y'all call me whatever y'all want to call me. But I didn't appreciate it. And I don't think that it was necessary. My, own, my biggest beef with Lizzo that has ever been was that she put her bare booty cheeks on that, um, on those chairs in that basketball stadium. Not because she couldn't, because that's her business. But do you know the level? That's a public seat, sis. And your bare booty was on this. I'm just concerned about the <laughs> not the bacteria that was on that chair. That's that's all I'm really concerned right. about. But on a serious note, like 
if you don't rock with Liz on her music, that's one thing. But to come against her personhood is yeah. completely unfound. Brian, your thoughts, bro? Yeah, it was unnecessary. Like, if they had questions about the music, just say, oh, I don't really listen to her music. Um, and then leave it at that. But um, Aerie Spears looks like that person. He probably has, like, those black creases on his neck. Mm-hmm. You know, people that have those creases. Mm-hmm. Just and no matter how much dirty. you wash, it's just there. Right. You just can't get him. I feel like he has his It's like a piece of Tupperware that has spaghetti in it. Yeah, you gotta just throw it away. You just can't use it no more. Uh, I feel like he's like always has like these t-shirts on, crew neck t-shirts that are always all like just dingy and like the collars always pulled down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he wears boxers, like real boxers in twenty twenty two. Actually, I feel like he just wears Tims for like no reason. Um, I feel like he just smells like a filter fish. Um, I feel like he always has like a small doo-doo stains in his draw. Like, like I just feel that. Um, uh, I just, I don't, I, I feel like he, like for him to say those things, I feel like he's, he's the, you know, you look at somebody and just like, you just, you look like you smell mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like you look like your fingernails is always dirty. Um, like, you know, no disrespect to people that work on car, but he looks like he's always like you know working on a carburetor or alternator with somebody's car or something like that. He never looks like, even when he's like dressed up, he never looks. He never like, looks put together. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, like, it, just just everybody's entitled to their opinion, right? Um. But I think some opinions don't need to be had in grand run a podcast talking about people, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> to me, it was the fact of like. It was just unnecessary. <laughs> Shouts out to Lizzo. She can get it. And most group chats out there are out there probably saying that Lizzo can get it. Um, so whatever. Shout out to Lizzo, who's from the Church of Iron Christ, who just, as I talked about earlier, can multitask because she learned it in the church and probably learned how to twerk or something like that in the church too. Shout out to Beyonce. Church girl. <laughs> church girl. Church <laughs> girl. Oh, so me and my mama talked about church girl. I mentioned it. Okay. Mentioned to her. And she said, I'm so sick of these folks talking about so I went on to explain all the things, you know, some of the lyrics. Mama's like, sound like a real person to me, because some of these women be out here twerking. And they come to church and they come into church anymore. She said, so she said, whether I like the song or not, it sounds like Beyonce was just telling the truth about some Listen, of these okay, women so, and what they do. <laughs> right. Name a church girl that you know. Right. Let me be hundred percent honest. Mm-hmm. Name a church girl that you know. That don't twerk, or at least try. <laughs> I don't know. I, the, the the the. Oh, never mind. Let's go on. I don't want to say nothing yeah. stupid. Yeah, we, we not. I, we, I have it. We that's a conversation that needs to be had. We need some church girls. Church girls. If you want to come on this show, we could talk about church girls and what it's like being a church girl. Um, because I feel like, uh, yeah, yeah, we ain't gonna get stuck there. We we just need to go ahead and have that conversation one day. Um, we do. All right. So you know, no bless us to Aries Spears. Um, speaking of black people, which we always talk about, Nigeria <laughs> has said yes. that you American Negroes can no longer That's be my on country. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. Um, starting on October 1st, they said companies in Nigeria can only, Brian, only mm-hmm. use Nigerian talent for things like entertainment gigs, modeling, um, acting, and voiceovers and more in their campaign and their commercial ads. It was like, in the past, y'all been using white people and British voiceovers and things like that to market your product to Nigerian people, and it's not happening. If they're not from Nigeria, they can't be in the ad. <laughs> and they said, because this, this is a nigga-led, nigga-ran country. Yes. All right, and we, we want to see all the colors in ours. We want to hear their voices. We want authenticity. Um, so the ones that have already been approved we can, can go on as um, 
as you know, as 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 listed, but there will be they will accept no new permits for talent that does not include Nigerian um, citizens. So I right, actually love that because me too. I believe that because I'm since I am Nigerian according to Ancestry.com. I gotta do mine because you 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 riding that percentage. Forty six percent Nigerian. I'm forty six percent Nigerian. So that in essence, That's I'm Nigerian. Not even the majority. But go yeah, ahead. But it, <laughs> I'm Nigerian. I'm, I am Nigerian. Right. At um, least fifty four percent of something else. <laughs> you could be fully but, like fifty four percent Irish. I'm not though. I'm I I am ninety three percent black. Ninety three percent black. No, ninety. So it was forty four percent. Forty six Nigerian. What was the other makeup? What was the other color? The other makeup was like. Uh, like Senegal, shout out to Senegalese people. Mm-hmm. Me and uh, Issa, we both Senegalese. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivory Coast was one of them. Okay, uh, and then it was real small percentages of like Irish <laughs> and like Switzerland or something like mm-hmm. that, and like Native American. That's mm-hmm. where I get my curls from. Got you. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was mostly it was mostly black though. So okay. I ain't gonna hold you. I got. I'm gonna do. I am going to commit to do mine before 2020 ends. Go ahead and do it so we can know. So I can see. So if, so if, if you are a battle are, of who's the blackest. If you, if you one drop blacker than me, I'ma let I'm a I'ma hold it over that head. I'm you're not black as me. You can't you can't have these black conversations. Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse you. We shall see. I heard don't curl like yours, so I think you might have a little bit. <laughs> this right here takes a process. <laughs> a lot of leave air conditioner. A lot of jails, a lot of a lot of foaming creams. Okay, all right, okay. Anyway, shout out to Nigeria. Shout, shout out, out to, to Nigeria, Nigeria, my homeland. Um, speaking of black excellence, Serena is ending her career on a high note. Uh, recently, yep. you know, she announced that she was exiting tennis, but before she did so, that she would be participating in the U.S. Open, and she defeated um, Danka Kovanik in, in two straight sets to advance to the second round of the U.S. Open. Um, so she's dominating. I hope that she goes in and she like just completely kills it and goes on, goes out on the big high note that she yep. so desires. And you know, we just love Serena around here. We do. Last but not least, Chris Rock is back mm-hmm. in the news. So y'all know the covetous slap that happened. Is that this year? I feel like it's so much has happened. But that's this year, right? It's been a it long year. year. It's been a long year. It's been long and short year. at the same time. Right. And it's, oh, September's tomorrow. My anniversary's tomorrow. <laughs> do you know what today I'll talk about that in Black Men's Don't Care. Okay. Um, but yeah, let me think about that. Anyway, um, so Chris Rock in an era Phoenix, Arizona performance, um, noted that um, he would not go back because he's been asked to go back to the Oscars. He said, I would not go back to the Academy Awards because it would be like asking Nicole Simpson to go back to the restaurant where she left her eyeglasses before she was killed. Um, he's been getting a lot of criticism because it was just it was <laughs> it was too far. It was apple. It's not even that's not even apples to oranges. Right. That's like apples to I don't know. But <laughs> it was too far. And I ain't never been a fan of Chris Rock's company anyway. But that's part of the reason why. <laughs> it's stuff like this. I don't mess with this. Yeah. He probably got a, a good, ooh, like he probably got some chuckles, but it was also like one of those like cringy, like, oh, moments. I think, I think he probably wanted that kind of moment. He wanted that, that, like, like ooh, that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy though. That's a what a joke. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, wow. so I heard that like people from the the like the 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 actual audience like yelled things back and told him he went too far. Um, so yeah, I'm. I ain't gonna say shouts out to Chris, but Chris do better. Um, and here's the thing: you were the victim, so mm-hmm. this is your opportunity, right, to mm-hmm. kind of reconcile your reputation and mm-hmm. you know kind of live on top. Will sat back and got quiet. Will apologized. Will then got back on social media with a funny little video meme thing. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, Will is gonna be back on our screens. Go so, but if you keep saying stuff like this, oh, one of the tweets said. Based on that joke, I see why Will Smith smacked out of you. <laughs> and it's just like, you're not, you know what I'm saying? You're now about to be the butt of jokes because you decided to sell like a joke in very, 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 very poor taste. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, with that being said, understood and accepted. Um, Brian, you ready to go to the living room? Yeah. I think we got a good conversation. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So y'all grab your snacks, grab your drinks, grab all the things that you need um, for a good little conversation. Let's meet us up over there. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, good people. We are here for another living room session. I'm actually sure. kind of excited about this. Uh, ain't no tell yep. where me and Brian gonna go with this topic because it's a it can be a heavy one. But um, y'all do know that Labor Day is coming up, and it is the indication of pretty much the end of summer. So while uh-huh. summer technically ends on the 22nd R-P-Summer. or something like that, after the Labor Day celebration, it's pretty much over. Um, but with a new season. Uh, also comes a moment of reflection and how we move. And um, I was listening to um, a conversation about different generations um, not too long ago. And I thought it'd be really dope. I don't think we've had this conversation for us to dive into some of the challenges and nuances and details that we face when dealing with people who are older than us and then also communicating and negotiating our boundaries with them. Um, Because I know that is a whole thing, right? It is an entire yep. thing. So I'm just going to jump right into this, Brian. Um, what would you say is the biggest difference in how we communicate versus how our parents and grandparents communicate? Uh, I think with every generation, I think we get a little more expressive verbally. And I think we get a little more, uh, I'm not going to say better, a little more, I don't say wiser, but a little more educated on the effects of proper and healthy communication. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can say that. Um, and I think our degeneration is a result from our parents' upbringing and their parents and, and so forth and so on and so forth. Um, and of course, unfortunately, since we're black, great thing we're black, but also unfortunately since we're black, our, our ancestors were enslaved. A lot of the communication growth has had to be learned and unlearned from slavery. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the biggest changes we have is that we are more open to our feelings and expressing our, 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 just expressing, um, whatever that be good, bad, indifferent, we are going to probably be a little more open to express and allow others to express their feelings. Whereas parents or people before us, uh, if you were crying, what you got to cry about like shut up like you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. kind of um uh, trying to uh, teach you to suppress your emotions express uh, uh, suppress your your conversation suppress um how you feel uh, suppress 
uh, verbal expression where I feel like we are a little more like, no, express, because maybe we felt um, that the generation prior to us suppressed us. Um, what are your thoughts? No, I agree 100%. I think the perspective around communication um, was very different from our grandparents and parents' generation. Like you said, even when emoting, you know, what you got to cry about, stop. Like, as you got a whooping, you better stop all the crying fight. You said to cry about You just hit me with a belt several exactly. times. It hurts. Right. I'm going to cry. Uh, especially for like young men. I think you see it even more. Like, be a man, man up. This, this little nigga seven. He, right. He's not a man. He's a little boy who right, right, let him be a boy. Let him be a boy who right now the best way to express those emotions is through tears and crying. Right. Um yep. so yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's like perspectives. Like I think a lot of times our grandparents and parents to, to your point, because of s- systemic challenges, they were raised to always be prepared to be adults and handle adult like situations because right. of some of the atmospheres and ecosystems that they grew up in versus like us, our parents, like we, like our parents may have went through that, but we weren't, although we dealt with the, I don't want to say the fallout, but the, 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 the results of how they were reared. We mm-hmm. weren't always in positions to where we had to be other than being latchkey kids. Right. Right. But outside of that, we, you know, we weren't in certain situations. So on one end, I think it was confusing in communication, which is probably why millennials have done so much work in therapy and mm-hmm. trying to reconcile. Because on one end, bro, uh, I'm sure you can attest to this. They'll tell us, they'll tell us things or give us communicative direction, you know, that aligns with adulthood. But on the right. same side, they'll also tell us stay in a child's place. Yep. So it's like, what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> Get out of grown folk conversations. And it's like, but you know what I'm saying? If you're also having this conversation around me. And yeah, you like, know what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? So um, so yeah, I, I definitely think there was, and not to their fault, but but there was definitely an imbalance, right? And I think they were dealing with, I'm gonna do this because this is what I know, but at the same time, I want to mm-hmm. protect your innocence as a child. And sometimes yes. the duality of that didn't mix well. Yeah, because my mom was always say that she's like, I you know didn't say things or did not say things because I want to protect y'all as kids mm. and innocence as a child and all that kind of stuff. But the other part of me was kind of always like, well, you just, you just told me because then I would have probably been able to handle my own feelings right. and stuff. Or and oftentimes I overheard some things, right? Um, uh, but yeah, that's a to that point, like you know, while you're in grown folks' business, well, you having this conversation <laughs> around me, like you know, what else I'm supposed to do, like, um. Uh, I don't know if that, if that makes any sense, but yeah, I feel like my mom had conversations trying to like avoid conversations as far as in front of us, but I over, overheard the conversations. And then if you said something, it was again, like stay out of grown folks business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. No, I think that is absolutely real. Um, one of the things that I would take from that or want to ask you is that as you grew up, and started to see the world through your own eyes and develop your own perspectives and uh, ideologies around manhood and humanhood. And uh, we can not to even go all take it all the way back to how the church influenced how we communicate and what we say versus what we do and things like that. Um, but has there ever matter of fact, let's go there for a second. How have you been conflicted right with your level of communication 
regarding some of the 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 the, the off or erroneous systemic things we were taught specifically in the church. Mm. As far as how I like communicated with it, like or yeah, or have you reconciled that? Because you know, because they'll because we were told things don't let your good be evil spoken of, or um, don't we? We were given a list of things that we couldn't do, a list of things that we should be doing, uh, how we should address people in this way, how we should address people in that way, and I think, <clears throat> and I think a lot of that, if we're honest, right, translated to mm-hmm. how we communicate, and I think in some ways it had the risk of making us irrelevant in certain spaces, right? Like going around calling our friends reverend and doc and man of God and woman of God, or, you know, using all these churchy slogans. And not to say that it's any, cause it's a part of who we are, but it became, I, I know for me, it became so pervasive in my vocabulary that there were yeah. people, I was like, nah, Rev. And they was like, what? Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I felt I'd be, I, I was almost becoming detached and, but but here's the piece. The pe- our our parents and grandparents and elders and missionaries will tell us, oh baby, that's because you're different. You ain't of the world. But that's that's a whole topic. <laughs> the whole of the world, like that whole yeah. that's a whole oh, I can have a whole conversation about the world and what the world is and what the world is not. Uh that's a whole nother conversation. But um yeah, I, I had to detox from all that foolishness. Like and it, and it sound I'm it sounds really bad. Like I could be churchy. Clearly, y'all listen to the show. You know, I know we have churchy. It's never going to go outside of us. Um, but when we go into other spaces, I turn that off. Unless I'm around other black churchy folks, right? So mm-hmm. just dealing with communication, right? Um, I am a marketing, uh, I'm going to say marketing manager, regional sales marketing person for my company that I, I work for. And my region is Pennsylvania, all the way down to South Carolina. Yeah. Okay, so I have all different segments of folks we got black folks white folks other pocs yeah. right by growing up in church we know a lot of and this is the south right most of my territory is in the south right i know a lot of black folks it just in general grew up in church yep right yep. um oftentimes i do trainings and they start off with prayer okay so within that, i know oh there are certain things I can and cannot say or will not say or address this, this, this audience, you know, because, you know, if they're churchy, I can be like, oh, well, thank God I grew up in a church because now I can say certain things like, you know, I did a training in South Carolina recently and I was, you know, I felt some churchy vibes in there and my message, I was on my, my training. I said, well, I grew up in a talk back church. So as I'm training today, I need y'all, you know, to talk back. And somebody was like, hey man. So I was like, oh, I got (laughs) where I'm at. Um, yeah, so I was like, okay, you know, you got check the house to see what the house was like, and then I was able to kind of use um, that terminology to connect with that audience because yeah. I knew that they knew what I was going to be saying. Um, so I guess it's a, I don't know if that answered the question, but it's, it's kind of like a balance. Like I've used it to my advantage when I needed to, but in everyday conversation, unless I'm talking to like you know you or Chris or somebody else that's churchy, I. I I don't use none of the terminology. I don't have the same posture of, you know, deference and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the level of humility that they try to force into us in yeah. church settings. Yeah. Another conversation. Yeah. Um, outside of church, I, I all that stuff is gone. And even within church nowadays, I have a whole so different level of, you know, nigga, I, I am who I am, nigga, y'all who are y'all are. Mm-hmm. And I'm 
ain't go, ain't ain't under that whole. And we gonna coexist with the differences. We are the yeah. whole humility. I'm you know just grateful to be here kind of thing is is not a thing. No, like, it's all that stuff. Yeah, and, and like even we all grown. Even leaning into that a little bit. Like I know there have been times where I would do something in ministry, be it speak or present or whatever, and um. They'll tell me, oh, Josh, I enjoyed you. And, you know, I was taught to say, thank the Lord. Yeah. Don't give thanks to me. Thank the Lord. And as I got older, and I think it was Mosley who even broke me out of this, which is ironic. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, no, thank you. Because even though it would not, God gave me the talent, he equipped Josh right. to do it. So thank you. Josh studied. Right, I studied. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got the revelation. I had to, I had to toil for that revelation. Um, I studied, I did my research. I was on all these thesauruses and um concordances and all these kind of you know, mm-hmm. black folks would say concordians, and you know that is not how you say that word. <laughs> uh, but yeah, concordians. Okay. Um, but no, I was mm-hmm. in my Bible and reading through different versions of the Bible and you know, going back in history and understanding what was happening, right? So thank you. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. it was God who equipped me and I'll always give praise and glory back to him. But it's the, but, but it's little stuff like that. Right. And then when you say that, they want to say that you're arrogant or, you know, you forgot where you came from and things like that. No, I didn't. I just I just understand that this level of everything. Right. Some of the I ain't gonna say everything. Some of the things that you're trying to impress upon me are unnecessary. They're over the top. Right. Um, right. And it takes away from my humanhood as well. Again, mm-hmm. I would be nothing without God. But at the same right. time, this this message or this presentation or this song and all these other things would also be nothing if I mm-hmm. did not do the proper preparation to, yep. to make it happen. Now, did mm-hmm. he anoint me on another level while I was up there? Sure. But yep. that wouldn't have happened either. That Even the Bible tells us to study to show yourself approved. Approved. Right? Which means that right, you, have, you have to put in a level of work. So it's not yeah. like you can, and you can tell somebody got up there and ain't studied or got up there Hello. and practiced or got up there, you know, and ain't been in no rehearsals and things like that. You, that kind of stuff comes out, but we're not mm-hmm. going to, we're not talking about church. I say all that to say, like we're taught to communicate in certain ways about certain things um, right. that doesn't necessarily continue to benefit because what happens is like you said earlier, you made a great point about the church being kind of this breeding ground for professional development and, you know, learning all these different types of things. You start translating that stuff into corporate spaces, you know, not wanting to negotiate your salary and just being Mm -hmm. grateful that they hired, you know, I know all like, and when you, when you're told that kind of stuff and you grow up in church, then it is hard to think opposite of, I think even, even in relationships, bro, and we can jump off the church thing. Um, I think so many times we're taught to be celibate and to be abstinent and all these kind of things. No one is teaching us about the beauty and the glory of sex that you got. Right. When they get married, they have no idea what to do because all they know is nothing. No sex. They were, they right. were taught sex was bad. So now that they're in covenant, you're like, well, why are y'all in blah, 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 blah. It's like, nigga, I have to, I have to go through years of trauma retraining of unlearning. Yep. That it was so bad because y'all made it seem like it didn't feel good. Y'all made it seem right. like I was going to start burning and none of that stuff was true. Right. So, again, right. what we've communicated has not only affected how we also communicate, but it is now right. also influenced. Right. The very way we move, we act, how we negotiate and navigate life. And yeah. some of that stuff ain't OK. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of something, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, I'm saying a good 95% of the communication that we've been taught is even with like when it comes to like drama and mess and 
how to reconcile relationships that we've, we've learned. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's been pretty tough, but I, again, that's a whole nother conversation. Whole nother conversation. Time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I, I get it. Especially that, that, um, that negotiation, like the whole, just the, the, uh, that over humility, humility kind of thing. Like, I'm just grateful to be here. Like, no, nigga, I, I'm, and even in the church, but and I, I'm trying to go back here, but even within that church space, I've come to the place of like, I, 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 um, it's like, it's not like on the, on a level of like, um, I'm like, I think I'm the ish, but it's like, I'm, I'm an asset. Yeah. I know what I bring to the table. <clears throat> so all that whole fake humility, like, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to serve. Like, no, like you, yes. Thank me. Thank, thank me. Cause I'm an asset. Like I'm, I'm, I bring tools, skill set, you know, knowledge, abilities, so all that, like, you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity because guess what will happen? If I don't serve here, I'm going to be serving somewhere else. Right. And you, you, know, what you know what I'm saying? Like, and if you give it a book, if you we chose real, me because of those abilities and those assets that I have. So let's not, yeah, so, so let's why, not act like I didn't come to the table with it. <laughs> right. So why, so why, so why act like, you know, you know, maybe this is what God sent me, but on, on top of that, like, no, I would probably serve. Like if you, if you went somewhere else like you, easily, Josh, you probably would be able to do, you would be able to serve anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that whole false, like, oh, you know, I'm just grateful to be, you know, and, like, no, and like, one, I, yes, I am grateful to be here, but I can also yeah. survive and manage without this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are other platforms, so that, other so doors, that, that other shouldn't spaces. translate to corporate America where you at work and you just don't want to, like, you, you know, you just stuck in this box of, I'm just here, I got the job, I got this you job, know, I'm just glad to you be know, here, and I, you know, and I and I ain't gonna talk crazy to my manager because I was talking to on the leadership. No, if that manager want to get out of pocket. You best believe that I can I can jump out of the other pocket, and we'll be, <laughs> we'll be having conversation. That conversation about leadership. Oh, I can we can. Talk. Is that in the com- is that in the conversation today? We can add like it. How in. To Go, deal ahead. With Go ahead. So even within that, I think that's a that's a certain level of um, uh, brainwashing to like oh well we respect our leaders, mm. and that respect is like a a level of the leader is correct. And you can't say anything back. So that so right. that was a point. I was gonna let me so let me, since you brought okay. it up, let me just ask the question. No, 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 okay. you're good. Um, how do you deal with the fact that older generations see disagreement as disrespect? You were getting to <laughs> you it. Gotta so, just, good, so go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, you you gotta just deal with it because at this point I think a lot of time and that is the case. I think even our I'm, I'm using our parents because I'm using our parents as the generation, yes. not necessarily yes. our parents. So when we say like forefathers, just not necessarily you know, so our parents if you said anything back, even if you asked a question like, hey, so-and-so do this, why? That's disrespect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all the time, I think with our generation, um, you know, uh, I, I did like a whole training about we're the Y generation, like we're millennials are called Generation Y. And I think oftentimes our, our generation, we wanted to know why. Like we, we were going to do what you wanted us to do, but I think we really want to know the ends, the, the yeah. reason behind it, the rationale behind it, the why, where I feel like X, which is our parents' generation, um, generation X, for the most part, they're just like, you know, unknown. They don't care. They were just going to do what they were told to do because that's what they're told to do. Right. Well, we're like, nah, we kind of want to know why, because, you know, one, because you may be telling me to do it this way. When if I know why you're trying to do it, what the end game is, I can probably do it a different way to mm-hmm. get to the same result. Efficiency, um, wasting your time and mine, all that kind of stuff. So give me the why. Yeah. But they hear it as, oh, are you trying to buck up against me? Are you trying to, you know, do you think you know better than me? Do you think you no, like, no, it's is. like, no, niggas. 
<laughs> it's it's just I don't want to know why, so I can know why I'm doing this. And on top of that, if you tell me why, then my purpose and my passion could probably be a little more um, expanded because it's like, oh, what's the reason why we're doing this? Oh, we're doing it because this, 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 and this. Oh, why didn't you tell me? I would have been doing this a long time ago, and I would have been doing it a certain way, or doing it more efficiently, or more consistently. All those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, within that, like you just got to. I think the older I get, the more it's more like. I get to this place of like, nigga, we all the same. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. once we hit 21, right? Even all that talk of, you know, respecting your leaders and disrespecting your leaders. Um, how am I going to say this? And this, I, I don't want to come off as rebellious. No, sure. But like, what makes you my leader unless I follow <clears throat> you? Mm-hmm. Right? So, and if I don't follow you, what relationship do we have? Right. right, right, and I think sometimes people use that space as like, "Oh, I'm your leader. You got to do what I say, do, or you don't. You can't say anything back." And it's like, no. But if you're my leader, right, you should you should have a level certain level of communication with me to make sure I understand what I'm doing or I'm going. Right, right. There should be a it should be a two way street. It shouldn't be like you do what I say, and that's the end of the conversation. It should be, hey, as a good leader, any good leader has the ability to communicate. Uh, goals, objectives, uh, outcome, vision, destination, all those things. And if you're sitting there saying we're doing X, Y, Z, and you can't even communicate and articulate where we're going, then I have the right as a person who's supposed to be following you to ask, nigga, like, where are we going? What are we doing? What is my role in this? Um, and to them, it's like, oh, just have, just, just trust me. And going back to church and coming out of church, I'm probably talking so much, um, but I feel like it kind of connects. No, you're good. Is we're taught in church faith. Mm-hmm. Right, mm. and if you question, then you're not walking in faith. And if you question me, then you don't have faith in me as a leader. And you're in, in. If you don't have faith in me, then you're not going to be obedient to me as a leader. And all that really is is some manipulation type stuff. Oh, but, for sure. Um, I don't know if I answered the question, but you did, you did. Um, because I have a, a a very, very, very similar perspective in that I think it's not so much that. We are being disrespectful. It's just that, to your point, we dis our disagreement is not disrespect so much so than it is our own perspective surrounding the topic. And mm-hmm. what you have to understand, what I think they have to understand in and out of church, is that I'm not just going to blindly follow nope. and obey not at all. anyone. Nope. Not, um, not a you know, I know my parents used the example. You know, do you think I'm gonna tell you to jump off a building? I'm be like, no, I don't. But if you ever did, then I'm saying no, <laughs> right? Um, you know, <laughs> if you ever did, I'm saying no. So even so, even when we, especially within church, I think it's used as a manipulation because I can disagree with you and still support your vision, still support what you've done because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, you've made that decision. And especially right. if I'm serving in a specific capacity, then I can express my level of disagreement, but still understand, res- but respect your leadership and yep. then serve in a particular space. As long as it doesn't come against my values, my morals, because if it does that, then I'm not going to I'm not going to do something. Um, yep. But, for example, I remember in the la- the ministry that we were attended together the last conference that I hosted, um, a funeral came up. 
Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, during our Saturday session, I think you taught one of those sessions, Brian. Mm-hmm. And um, we needed, we were going to be in the sanctuary. We needed space, you know, to have the different classes. And so we can navigate through the, you know, through the church campus, you know, efficiently and effectively. And because there was a funeral and the family requested a Saturday, um, that pastor wanted to put us in what we know as the youth house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now how are we going to navigate that? With a hearse sitting in front of the church and a whole funeral going on in the main sanctuary. So we had also, there was a school across the street. We had already negotiated with that school, there's that word again, to use that space later that evening for a separate event. So the conversation I had was, why don't we just use that space all day? And he was like, no, we can do this, we can do this, we can do that. So I, I ain't gonna hold you. I went over and went to the principal. The principal was like, oh, y'all can have it all day for the same price. Mm-hmm. So now we've avoided this kind of conflicting issue because we, you know, you know, the conference that I host, we have people from out yeah. of town, um, all, all different kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, first of all, I'm not putting them in that youth house because you know right. that youth house. I Two, now they got a, you know, that church's campus was already confusing if you weren't intimately involved. So you want them to go from a youth right. house through the chapel, down the back steps to the fellowship hall and back up to the choir loft and like, all these different kind of spaces that really weren't uh, appealing. Um, they weren't conducive to what we had to do versus going into this school. We could transition from this classroom to that classroom. We had a whole right. auditorium um, situation. So I, I said that to say me, like th- when I initially made a suggestion, they thought Josh was going to do what he wanted to do. But at the end of the day, we did what was best for those people. And if we're talking about church right. for that soul, for those souls, because you don't know how many people would have been turned off navigating a funeral, mm-hmm. you know, to get to a young adult class, right? right. Think think about that perspective, and right. um, and but because you know, fifteen year old Josh would have been like, just deal with it, and deal with you know, and deal with the issues, and then just been mad. Almost thirty year old Josh was like, nope, here's a solution, right? So I mm. think sometimes, and and again, and here's the other piece I think, Brian. And just taking it outside of church as well, I think a lot of the older generation believes sometimes our disrespect is, I mean, our disagreement um, means that we're telling them they don't know what they're doing. Right. And that's not, that's to your point, it's like, no, if I know what you're doing, because we are the technology generation, because, you know, I'm aware of different platforms and services and systems, maybe I can provide a level of expertise Mm-hmm. That saves us time, saves us right. money. Uh, it mm-hmm. might call co- it might cost a bunch up front, but we're gonna gain in the end. Like these are the type of things that I might know. Because my mom even right. asked me, "How do podcast people make their money?" Like she even like, "How does it even? How does it even pop up?" Like these are things they don't know. So what if you right. wanted to start a podcast for your church or for your business or for your job? I come right. in with a certain level of expertise. Right. I can tell you the type of mics you might need to use, the different platforms that are available um, and all these different types of things. But if you say, well, I'm just going to do it on I'm just going to do it on uh, what's what's the little free app? Um, Uh, Not Audible. It ain't Audible. Anchor. 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 But, you know, but when you use Anchor, you don't own all the rights to your stuff. You got to record through them. And it's and it's this. They don't even they don't even um, have a computer platform at least not at the time when we first started jigsaw so there were a lot of limitations so me telling you this yeah i paid twenty dollars a month to have this hosting platform but look at all of the ownership that i had look at the 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 type of 
flexibility that I have. So I'm not telling you that you're wrong. I'm just telling you that that might not be your most efficient and effective choice. Um, but you can decide to do whatever you want to do. Um, but sometimes, and I'll end it with this, I feel like I said a lot, um, is reconciling your disagreement and, and being sure in your disagreement and knowing that it's not disrespect. Just be- right. Now, it'd be different if you did disrespect in, in the midst of disagreement. But it's not right. disrespect just because I disagree. Or here's the other one. Ooh, just because I say no. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Because you can ask me something and be like, nah, I'm good. Excuse me? Do you know? Like you told you me gotta, no? Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah, like I don't good. like I, same same church. I had a situation where I said somebody no. I told somebody no. They want me to do something. I said no, and that, it came off as like hell disrespectful. And they were like, "Well, well, would you tell your boss on the job no?" I was like, "Yeah, like if I don't agree with that, I'm not. I'm gonna say no. Like, you do it. You know, <laughs> they what I'm saying? love like, to throw and, the job in there. I'm gonna tell them no too. <laughs> yeah, like no, like if there's something I don't agree with, right? I'm gonna say no. Like in that, and being okay saying no, it's okay with saying no. Like, um, and like yeah, I I got I got into some issues by basically saying like no, I'm not doing that. Or even I if it's something, even if it's something I just don't want to do. Yeah, like, there have been times that as a preacher, there have been opportunities I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. You ain't gonna preach. Like no, I don't. I don't have capacity. I'm tired. Again, right. I'm not going. I'm a, I, I am a student, right? So I don't have time to study like I want to. So no, and I don't feel like it. No. Now, if God comes back and convicted me in the moment, then if I'm being disobedient, I got to deal with that. But for right now, I don't hear none of that. No. It's a big no. It's okay. It's a big no. Okay. Um, So here's an interesting question. As you've like started your own family, you're your own man. Have you ever had to put your foot down with your parents or just anyone who's older than you um, against what they're saying to you? Like you be like, you know what? This is what I'm doing. These are my boundaries, and I don't really care who you are. This is what it's going to be. How have you had to communicate that? Yeah, and that's a tricky subject. Um, but yeah, I've had to. I've had some. Me and my mom used to have some 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 tough conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you know when you get married, uh, trans roles change, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, things transition. Um, and then people are outside looking in, trying to see how things work and how they don't work. Uh, so we've had some some really tough conversations um, that may not have been the most peaceful, um, but you know they've had to you know been said. Of course, there's always ways and things we probably could say more. Um, but I'm a type of person I don't really care for. It's going to sound super ironic because y'all know me. I, I'm down for the smoke, but I, I I'd rather not have confrontations. Mm-hmm. Um, so there may be some moments where I'll try to like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I'm not going to deal with it. I'll interesting dichotomy it. of you, Brian. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm all for the smoke. Like, y'all be like, oh, it's on side. Do we need to go ride on somebody? Like, I'm with the smoke, but also like, I really don't, you know, I pick and choose what I really want to deal with. Sometimes, sometimes I really don't have the capacity to freaking argue or fuss or complain. Yeah. Um, so there have been moments where I probably should have spoken up, pretty should have done some things, put my foot down where in those moments I was like, I don't really feel like dealing with this. So I'm just going to just, I'm just going to let it ride and just keep on pushing. Um, and that's a hundred percent truth. Like there's moments where I feel like, you know, I could speak up for my own sanity, for my own peace. Um, but it's like, this person is not going to learn anything from the situation regardless. They're not going to back down mm-hmm. and it's going to be an argument and 
it's going to be an argument regardless. Do I have the capacity for this argument? Uh, and I'll just be like, you know what? I'm just going to pass this one and then I'll just go along with it. But then other times it's like, nigga, let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of roll. No, it's the same thing. I've had to um, be very sure in some things about my kids. Like this is how I'm raising. This is what I'm doing. Oh yeah. I don't really I care about how you, you know, what you did for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then just some other things, how, you know, not, and some of the things weren't so much me putting my foot down, but in certain conversations, making it very clear that this is what mm-hmm. it is. And right. with, without it even coming up, uh, because me and Asher, for example, like you said, we don't, we don't fall into those typical husband wife roles. I cook, mm-hmm. I do, you know, I like we cold clean, um, yep. We co-do laundry. Like she did a lot of the laundry in the beginning, but we do a lot of it together these days. We do a really good job of splitting responsibilities with the children. Yep. It's not just her. Now there are moments where she leads, and then there are moments where I lead, you know, and do take mm-hmm. on more. Um, but we but there you there's no traditional like I don't do the only thing Ashley like just legit doesn't do is take the trash out. Like oh, yeah. that's the no, only yeah, thing like same, she just same, don't same here. do. And but if I'm out of town, she like but then because we got boys of age, she still ain't doing it. But like that would be the only time she would likely do it uh, was when I was out of town and the boys are real small, right? Stuff like that. But like that's the only thing she really doesn't do. Um, right. So co- growing up in households, like even my grandmother asked, asked, asked Ashley before, girl, when are you going to cook for your hood? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and while we're able to laugh at all because we understand a certain, you know, thing, I have, I've, I've stepped in and said, well, she, she know, I cook, grandma. And my grandma knows I cook, but I think a part a part of her was like, I get that, but still, and I have to, and I have to keep reinforcing that, like I do the right. cooking, um, and that's just what it is. Um, not right. that Ashley can't, well, she doesn't cook, um, but and it will be a learning process for her to get to a certain level. But she was never interested, right? And then when she married a man who did, it was like, I, I definitely got to do, didn't right? I definitely right. got to do outside of some basic survival skills like breakfast and. Being able to feed myself, like the meals are going to come from this person, right? So I think, you know, I, I answer that by saying, you know, there have been some things that I've been, and not just in my marriage, but just in how I navigate my life. Like my parents didn't agree with my tattoos and was like, why? I was like, because I wanted them. And that's really it. And it's like, but what you need all that for? Because I wanted it. Right. And at one point, I think my mom asked me, I was like, every time you see these tattoos, you ask me the same question. And I said, mama, it's not going to change. I wanted them. <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me. And rolled her eye, looked at it, and I'm just like, because at that moment, I'm like, I don't know what else to tell you. I really don't know what else to tell you. You're right. you're asking me why and what you need all that for, and I'm just like, I, I, it was my money. I didn't go broke getting them. Uh, I think they look cool, regardless of what you how they, you feel. They're not going away. Like, they're not going. I'm not paying to get them lasered away. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect you, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I could have said, I ain't question why you got five pair of black pumps. Mm-hmm. And they all look the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because you did it because right. you wanted to. And, my mom, and you love shoes. I love body art. Right. right? So let's let it right. be that. <laughs> Just like, it's like, it's some of this stuff is very simple to comprehend. Like, you don't always, yeah. oh, that's good. I'm, oh, thank you, Lord. You don't always have to have a certain level of, um, of, um, of, of, of understanding. Let me say it that way. To be able to allow a person to exist and to be as they authentically are. Right. right. There are some things uh, and there are some things that will translate. I'm going to say it that way as well. So just like I said, you got all this stuff because you want it and you just like it. I got all this stuff because I want it and I just like it. 
There's just two. Right. They're just two. There may be two different objects, but the rationale is the same. So the same way that I don't understand why you got all that, same way you don't understand why I got all that, but at the root of it, it's because we both wanted them and we acquired them. And that's so, and I'm yeah. not going to keep having conversation with you about my why. Like, and to, to your point, we are the why generation. I don't mind explaining yeah. it to you, but once I explain yeah. it, I'm not going to, ooh, I'm not going to keep justifying my why. Right. I'm going to give you the why because you asked and I'm okay with right. that. And I'm not going to justify it. You're right. right. And and the justifying, like, there's really no, it's, it's, it is what it is. Like, there's really, Bible like, says, I've been justified. justified. <laughs> <laughs> Paid my ransom. That's it. One of my smoking was good songs. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, but yeah, there's a reason like it, it doesn't even deserve I'll give well, I'll give an explanation, like you said, but it doesn't deserve, you know, like me to plead my case or mm. to you know it is what it is. It is what it's it not is. gonna change, it's never gonna change. It is what it is. Yeah, and some things and I, and I and and I know a lot of people like have different opinions around the phrase agree to disagree, but sometimes we we simply won't agree, yeah, and we that's okay. we have to part. We just have to part ways on that on that disagreement and let it rest there. And I think for me, it's the understanding of like when me and Brian. This is going to be very frivolous. When me and Brian, you know, got a little tit about the vocal ability of Christopher Maurice Brown, oh, Chris Brown, <laughs> and and all and although that's just like comical, at the end of the day, he's not going to be any less my brother. Um, I'm not going to stop believing what I believe, but right. on that on that specific nuance of this one person, we don't agree, and that's right. okay. Now, well, we right. may have some go some back and forths every now and then just because for, for laughs, but let's imagine right. that was a more serious moment. Right. I'm not going to. I, I don't. At the end of the day, I really don't care <laughs> because I'm going right. right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to believe what I believe, but at the same time, it's not worth disrespecting my friend or. Losing a friendship or, you know, getting into these like having low blows over something that neither one of us can really control. And it's really opinion. Right. Any, like that particular thing is opinion anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. And you just feel strongly about and you're and you have a right and access to said opinions. That's the other thing. Right. A lot of the stuff y'all be mad at other people for talking about or doing is opinion based anyway. Right. So, yeah. Most case, and it, and it's all it's it's yeah, and that's your point. A lot of stuff is really just like I don't know. The disagreements aren't really worth even, you know, frustrations because it's really it's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last the last question here before we wrap up this conversation, bro, is um, what are some ways in which um you think we can overcome some of the barriers that exist in communication with older generation? Um. Grace mm-hmm. and understanding. Okay. Um, I think sometimes we one we we get frustrated because we're like, well, why doesn't this person see me? Why doesn't this person understand me? Why doesn't this person agree with me? Why doesn't this person and do and, and question yourself is like, do you agree with everybody? Mm-hmm. Do you see everybody? Mm-hmm. Do you understand everybody? Um, everyone communicates differently. Like some people may be strong nonverbal communicators. Some people may be strong verbal communicators. Some people may be stronger at actually expressing um, their their innermost feelings. Some people really don't want to express their innermost don't feelings, talk about right? None of that. 
Right. So I think it's understanding and having the grace of like not everyone communicates the song the same way. There was an actual a, a post on social media and niggas were all excited about it. And I it was kind of like, that's stupid. And the person said, they may, may or not listen to this podcast, but the person said like, oh, we we love something about communication, but we hate communicating or something like that. We want community, but we hate communication. And I was like, eh, yeah, that's not necessarily the case. And some people just aren't great communicators. Mm-hmm. Right. They may not have been taught to communicate and there's different ways to communicate or maybe they may be good at communicating certain ways because the way they were they grew up right mm-hmm, so their mm-hmm. level of communication in that household may have been uh you know non-verbal communication right. but you know in that community and the household they knew how to talk to certain people another community uh, family could have been super verbal communication expressing their feelings and their emotions and all that kind of stuff does it make one family better than the other no it's just it's just different. It's very and different. once we understand that people have, you know, different communication uh, ways to communicate, I think we can try to overcome those barriers. Uh, so I said grace was one. Um, what was the other one I said? Understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, All I need yeah, really. from you is understanding. How can um, we communicate? <laughs> Come on, word. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's really what it is. It's like really uh, having some type of conversation. Um, kind of assessing how you communicate yeah. um, and really understanding that like especially with the generations um, from our point of view is really being like you know what that's just how they are right and that's not to excuse some things right because you still need to stand up for yourself stand your ground uh, disagree when needs to be disagreed you know all that kind of stuff but in your mind have the understanding of like that's how they are and they're probably never going to change Mm-hmm. Right, so you mm-hmm. protect yourself and communicate how you need to communicate, but also don't get f- so frustrated and bit that out of shape and say, "Well, why don't why haven't they changed? Why won't they do this? Why won't they do that?" Nigga, they are who they are. They are who they like, are. Right. They are who they are, and, and if they're you not going to change. Then you have the right to communicate your exit, exactly, <laughs> and or your exit, or even your your restructuring of, of that said relationship. Yep, said relationship. Um, so like even with like ooh, I use my mom as no, no, no. I was just saying in restructured relationships, sometimes that means that there are certain things you don't communicate with this person or around this person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Think about if you had a homophobic family member. Like, mm-hmm. why, why even go into those conversations when you know they finna say all type of stuff? Why, why do <sighs> that, it? And it's, and, and it's, so and it's not to say that you can't call them out. But if they're not actively engaging in that around you and with you, why in why invoke them? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like you have to like I love that when you said restructure and or or even like people who don't believe in you know all different type of you know backgrounds, God, God politics, politics. Like, everything. I got I got I I guess I know of some black Republicans and for the, that's a bad example because the black Republicans I know their biggest thing is taxes, um, mm-hmm. but. If I'm in a white space and I start hearing some systemically racist stuff, I have to make a choice. One, am I going to be that mm-hmm. guy today? Or two, I'm not even I'm not even going to entertain them in conversation because I right. already know what they think. So it's not like I'm doing myself a disservice in this level of communication. I think we have to transfer that to friends and family. Um, if I can be transparent, Ash's brother doesn't necessarily believe in uh, the in, in, in God. But he's married to a Christian woman. She's raising her children that way. But mm-hmm. they don't like they don't necessarily bring up church stuff around because it's going to get him going. So it's not right. that we walk around eggshells. It's like 
I'm we, we're not gonna go deep in the conversation about Jesus and Christ because he's finna start yeah. he's finna start throwing um conspiracy theories and all, all <laughs> other kind of stuff and it's just like nope white man religion yeah I ain't here for that slavery and I said all the time hotels gonna hotel niggas gonna need and sometimes a lot of time all the time I don't have capacity for all it is yeah yeah some conversations and and, and that's and that's not to be afraid like some people. Like get get um, I know one person is close to me and says, "Oh, I'm, you know, people are afraid to have the conversations, and they and they like, well, I'm a great communicator. I'm not afraid to have the conversation. But in some cases, like it's not about fear because the thing is, like, I'm not afraid of nobody, right? Mm-hmm. But other than myself, let me say, I'm afraid of myself, um, because I know once I get to a certain place and a certain point, I know that I'm yeah. a Hulk out. Mm-hmm. And you don't want the Hulk because the Hulk is gonna probably say some things, do some things. Um, I may even want to scuffle, right? Um, so it's not worth it. So I would do. I'm doing myself a service, protecting yeah. my peace by saying, even I, even though I'm intelligent and articulate enough to to express my point of view, um, I don't want to have this conversation because I may get frustrated. I may get a certain way. Um, and a lot of niggas that just want to have those conversations usually are trolls. Yes. Um, they they really don't have sound um, arguments. Uh, they also already have their talking points in the freaking in the gun. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they 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 want to have a conversation. They just enjoy it, and it's like like no, like that I. I yeah, I, I I do myself a service by not I'm not afraid of anything, not afraid of any conversation, but in my humble opinion, like I'd rather just not go there because it's not going to be fruitful for me in my life. Mm-hmm. No, I I'm with you because I will I joke about Nene Leaks being my my spiritual godmother, but if you get me to a certain level, I am going to I, I know how I can read and cut just with my words. Mm-hmm. We ain't even yeah. got to the space of me wanting to. If I get to the space where I want to throw hands, it's real <laughs> bad. It's real yeah. bad. But I know. But if you get like, so sometimes I just look at you, or or I say something slick enough to let you know, leave me alone, mm-hmm. but tamed enough to where I ain't gonna cross no lines. Right. So and, and and I do that to you know the Bible. We keep quoting scripture. Bible also says one that comes before destruction. So you you, you take this baby read, and you gonna know. <laughs> Because right. I will, I will reach you fulfilled. And if it's too damaging, I will pull you to the side so that I can say everything right. I want, <laughs> I want to say, <laughs> so you can know I ain't playing with you. Um, but anyway, right. dope, dope, dope conversation. Um, puzzle pieces. If you have ways that you've communicated or struggles that you've communicated with different generations, right. please let us know. Write in the inbox. Uh, write to us via email, and we will love to hear a perspective and maybe. Um, bring in somebody older like a Matthew Brown or somebody who has some wisdom right. to have this conversation, uh, a part two to this conversation. Because I think it's necessary. Like, we can talk about our yeah. side all day, but it'll be dope to have the other side on the mic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. All right. All right, brother. You ready to go into some um, I and My Brothers and Sisters Keeper talk about some self care? Looking forward to it. Let's, Let's do it. Woosa. 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 All right, we are here at I Am My Brother's My Sister's Keeper Black Person Self-Care. And this is where we talk about what we're going to do to take care of ourselves, either be protecting our peace, protecting our bodies, 
lifting and supporting ourselves, taking vacation, whatever it is. We want to big that up. If you're doing anything over this weekend or you do something that is black person self-care, listen, post it on social media, tag us, the jigs all in it, put in there, hashtag or whatever, black person self-care. Uh, we want to know what you're doing. We want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because you deserve all the thing. So, Josh, what are you doing soon to take care of you and your black owned body? Yeah, so Ash and I are celebrating our 10 year anniversary. Congratulations. As your list is episode today. So, September 1. Um, thank you so much. A lot of people didn't don't make it to 10. A decade is a long time to be with somebody. Uh, <laughs> it's a long time, but you know, it, it you know, it, and it's it's been it's been work. Marriage is work. Um, it but is. it has been an enjoyable journey. I would definitely say that. So, love that woman to life. We're going to do a quick trip. To New Orleans, um, as y'all know, we're, yes. we're we're building a home. So, um, while typically we would have been on somebody's island, out of the country somewhere, kind of keeping right. it a little bit closer um, to the pocket. Um, but we still, I got I got some major stuff planned for us. Uh, I can say she doesn't know what we're doing, and she doesn't really listen. Ashley's not a podcast listener, so I'm not worried about her hearing this. But we're going to New Orleans mm-hmm. um, tomorrow. We're doing a helicopter ride around the city. And, Oh, um, you know, got some reservations for this really nice restaurant, and we're doing like this black-owned studio immersion experience, and we're gonna be able to bottle our own wine. Like, it's a lot of Dope. stuff that we got going on. Um, just really make it while we're not out of the country a very memorable because we never had a we never had a honeymoon, bro. Right. Um, oh, you did. Yeah, we never had a honeymoon. So um, okay. this is kind of a part of that, getting some of that time and experience back. So I'll be doing that. So. Four or five days without the kids, um, really four days, four days without the kids and um, just enjoying each other and having a lot of sex. And yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. All right. Black person self-care. <laughs> listen, Take spit in my mouth, sis. What, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's year 10, so you got to do all the freaky nasty stuff that you've been wanting mm-hmm. to do all this time. 10 different positions in 10 uh, minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta have sex at least 10 times over you know during your your, oh, yeah. your vacation oh, yeah. um what's i gonna say oh so Ooh, this week uh black person self-care is, is 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 taking care of family seeing people that you love so this weekend we're actually going to go visit a friend of the podcast friend of real life chris moore him and his wife we're gonna go visit them to celebrate our nephew kari so happy birthday kari uh, this is a major, major time of year for my family because y'all anniversary, Kristen Counter's anniversary, and uh, Kari's uh, birthday, and just it, it's great time. This time last year, Drake's Lover Boy came out uh, September third. You know, I'm a, I'm a Drake fan, as you all know. Um, so I'm just going to be celebrating September third. Great day, great day, uh, Lover Boy day, Lover Boy day. All right. Sounds amaze balls to me. Um, did Ronnie Jenkins deliver a letter? Uh, let me look. Let me go check. Uh, we we got something in there. Let's do All it. All right. Let's get to it. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Wait, hey, 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 Mr. Bozeman. All right, good people. We are here at the post office box as always. And Ronnie Jenkins delivered our letter on time. But before we get into it, you two can um, have your letter or your question read aloud on the show by writing in to askthejigsaw at gmail.com. And we will possibly read your letter aloud. We will give you a pseudonym because we respect your pronouns and your privacy. And we're going to give you the best um, non-professional therapeutic advice that you receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, Brian, with that being said, understood, and accepted, who do we have and what do they want? All right, we got pronouns because we do respect pronouns. Uh, pronouns are he, him, 
Mm. Jimmy Early. Jimmy Early, yes. Jimmy Early. Fake it till you make mm. it. Uh, Take your way to the top. To the riding top. around. Trying it. <laughs> brought me a Cadillac, Cadillac mm. car. Um, I like Jimmy Early. <laughs> yeah. Um so Jimmy Early reads or writes, excuse me. Hey brothers, I want to start by saying I love the show and in my head, this is all one big group chat. That's what we try to make it. You know. Group chat. Okay, okay, so here's my issue. Since the since the pandemic, I've been iffy about church. The church I attended isn't the same anymore. Since production had increased, it's too commercial. I just want church. Plus, I got used to my Sunday mornings being mine. I can catch it by I can catch a virtual word and hit up a brunch situation. Am I wrong for thinking like this? Is it selfish? How do I mitigate the new phase in my Christian walk? Would love your input. Signed, uh, Jimmy Early. This is an easy one. Mm-hmm. This is easy to me. You want to go first? Want to go? Yeah, first? I mean, yeah, I can because it's gonna be super, super quick. Um, yeah. Go when you feel like it. Don't go when you don't. Exactly. And <laughs> I'm an e-pastor. Uh, that's literally my role in my church. I'm over the people that watch the video online. Like, like it's it is a ministry tool. Mm-hmm. I travel a lot, so I will tune in. I tune into like ten services on Sunday. I could just, you can church hop all you want. Yeah. Um, like Josh said, find spaces and times to go when you really want to. Um, and and you have a situation if you feel more production and it ain't churchy, go to a church that is churchy to get that churchy experience. Yes. And you don't have to be a member there. You can just go get a good word, get you yeah. a little dance and that's what you want and dress up if that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, the way church is now, you have the ability. You can go to so many churches. Um, you can drop in as much as you want. You can do whatever you want. Now, the, 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 your, your Christian walk should even be stronger because you now you have a great opportunity to hear the word of God from so many different places, so many different states, mm-hmm. from the comfort of your own home. All these places have playbacks, right? Uh, but also, if you don't want to, you can watch it on TV, cook breakfast, or you can go to brunch and enjoy your brunch and then watch church later on. It's like streaming now. You can watch it whenever you want to. Um, so, yeah, like Josh said, it's easier. Uh, go where you want. Don't go where you want, don't want to. God still loves you. Jesus still loves you. Continue to read your work. Continue to pray. Study that Bible. And, um, and that's it. And I can't add nothing else to that. Let's get into a greater conversation and go home. Let's do it. <laughs> let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we are here at a greater conversation where we talk about things that are on our chest. And like I say all the time, you know, tomorrow's not promised. So cuss them niggas today. out today. <laughs> cuss them out today, right? I love that. Uh, so, Josh, you got something you want to get off your chest? Um, Not, not really, really. You choose enjoy? I think because I don't really... I don't know that I've been bothered personally by anything and nothing. There's always something in the news that probably gets on my nerve, but nothing is hitting my brain specifically right now. So I'm going to choose joy. Oh, I, I got something on behalf of someone. So one of our listeners okay. um, DM me. I was on the socials. This is going to be real, real quick, y'all. I was on the socials talking about how my this past Monday was a Monday. And um, one of our listeners responded. Let me find it because I, I actually told him, do not be surprised if I read this out loud because this is good. This is like textbook adulting. So I was ranting about how my Monday was felt like a whole week. And he said, oh, you too. My Monday involved being driven crazy by a low smoke detector chirp all day. 
I took all of them down and changed every single battery, but it was still going off. It ended on a high note, though, because I finally found the culprit in an old carbon monoxide detector stuffed in a drawer. Cheers to a better wow. Tuesday. That's the kind of that's adult <laughs> changing out these batteries and then you can change all of them. And it's still like the one you got a carbon monoxide stuffed in a drawer somewhere. And, you know, yeah. it would lead you to drink. So yeah. that ain't my rant, but that is that was one of our listeners' rants. So shout out to da, ba, da, ba, ba, da, ba, ba, Jason. Shout out to Jason uh, for sharing, you know, one 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 of the perils. Yes, of adulthood. Brian, how about you? Adulting is adulting is ghetto as hell. We gotta have an episode about the scam that is adulting. We do because we wanted That's to grow. Up. We wanted to grow up so bad. We do, and that was stupid. It was so Look dumb. <laughs> Look at us now paying, paying bills. bills and. <laughs> and knees hurting and stuff. Time. Go ahead. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, I'm gonna make this really quick. Those idiots who are upset at you know loans being forgiven, oh. uh, and it's not even a big amount. Robinette could have done so much more. You may he could have done so much, but but the people that are you know that that whole argument of you know you know my family paid for my tuition like those the the level of. You know, snobbery, and it's either the wealthy people that are complaining or the people who probably couldn't go to college and afford college are complaining, uh, saying that my tax dollars are going to, you know, to fund people's educations. And granted, the, one, Robinette didn't give as much as he said, or wipe out as much he says, and wipe out. Uh, two, um, the amount that he did give is not tapping in, is not t- kidding, killing anybody, is not really going to clean out people's savings or taxes you're not paying any more taxes for somebody else's tuition yeah uh none of those things so the whole argument around these things i i hate election season because it's the worst time of the mm. year um and we know election season is coming up so make sure you go out there and vote it's very i know we're gonna have an episode yeah. about a problem so go ahead we are <laughs> Raphael warnock here the crazy thing is Raphael warnock is is barely. behind herschel walker he's, he's, in he's, the he's above right now but barely he's above now yeah. okay but i mean and barely brian kemp <laughs> Barely, which is what it should be. It shouldn't even be close. Uh, Brian Kemp is in the head and polling against uh, our, our dear sister, um, Stacy. Can't think of her name right now. Stacy Abrams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but within that, you know, I, I, I don't. Other than that, I don't have anything else. I, I try to stay away from any type of news um, because I just it's just so depressing. All right, so that's it. Well, with that being said, understood and accepted, this concludes another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. As always, we want to thank you so much for joining us and listening in every week and sending in your letters and your and your, and your likes and your loves and your DMs mm-hmm. and all the different type of things. We really appreciate it. We would not be able to be who we are without the support of you. So, because of that, we want to say sincerely, mm-hmm. thank you. Sincerely, Josh thank and Brian. You. I like the clocks with this album. Sincerely, yes. Thank you, <laughs> Brian. What you got for? <laughs> Hey man, please always. We do want to thank you again for all that you do, all you support us. We would be great without you, but we are also better with you. Uh, check us out. We're on every platform. Yeah. If you're going to rate us five stars or nothing at all, leave a comment. All right. Let us know. Like, subscribe, share. If there's a situation or topic you want us to talk about, let us know. We would love to hear that information. Uh, follow Josh at I am Josh Rogers. Follow me at I am Brian Hare. Follow us at the Jigsaw Podcast. Check out the website. Um, you know, if you have any weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, anything coming up in the, the near future, yacht parties, the end of the summer off, whatever it is, invite us. We may not show up, but we would love to be invited because you know we just we just like those kind of things. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Um, Josh, before we leave, can we change it up a little bit? And can you tell them if they what they need to do <laughs> if they want to do good in school? 
You want to get your list? You want to be smart in school? Get away from the drugs. Get away from the in crowd. Get a close to God. Y'all have a good day. Y'all, y'all have a good night, good week. Get the kids are back in school. Y'all, they need y'all, that. Y'all, they y'all needed that. that. Y'all need to find yourself a church home. <laughs> good night, y'all. <laughs>